Well, good morning, and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light broadcast, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both through Gospel of Faith Church as well, as from the Spiritual Awareness broadcast studios right here in the Fort Mojave, Arizona. We are a worldwide prayer ministry. Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. You know, before I begin, I'd like you to know that Jesus is before me, He's behind me, He's always beside me, and we are surrounded by an awesome God. There is an urgent cry of many hearts and lives today here in America. Whether that plea is verbalized or just an expression of a face revealing the agony of the hearts of many people who want to be set free from these severe difficulties that are going on in the lives of Americans and all of the people worldwide. Seemingly innumerable problems plague the people of the world today in this age that we live in. The enemy has, has many in bondage, and, uh, but, but help is available. Help is available right now through prayer and supplication. If we'll just reach out and call upon God to release us, release us from, from, from the many things that, that burden us, the guilt, the fear, the anxiety, the tension, so many burdens burden us right now here in America. Before we begin, I just wonder, could we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, just that's right, just bow your head right where you are. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today just asking you, Lord God, to come with us and bless us, Lord, as we begin this, this, this hour of prayer and learning. As we begin this message, this, 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 this two-part message on prayer, Father, I pray that you would be with us and bless us with a new understanding of thy word. Be with us, O Lord God, as we come before you, pleading 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse, verse 14 and 15, Lord. Help us to understand your words. Send the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us with knowledge of your word and a new wisdom and guide us through your words. Bless those, O Lord God, who are in need, a need of healing and a need of financial, need of employment, Lord God, need of healing through this coronavirus. Whatever their needs are, Lord God, you said, I will bless them and I will meet their need according to your riches and glory. Oh, touch us, Lord, for this time. Touch all those that are listening to the sound of my voice right now. Touch them with a new anointing as it was in Pentecost. Touch them again. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. And I want you to know that in Joshua 1, 5 and 6, it said, as I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. 
I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. And in Psalms 42, 11, it says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. I call upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. For we walk by faith, not by sight. I praise God. I want you to know that God loves you. You know, the enemy sends hate and discontent in these times in America. But the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ sends love. For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he loves you. And he wants you not to be discouraged, but to be uplifted in these times. It is not a time to be discouraged. It is not a time to be in fear. For fear is not from God. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound, sound mind. Fear brings bondage. In Job chapter 3, verse 25, The thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. The fear of men bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. God delivers us from fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Fear has a devastating result. It can virtually paralyze an individual and make him or her helpless. It stops the flow of God's power. Fear is wrong believing. And dependence on God and the right relationship with God and the daily practice of faith and prayer will overcome fear. I know it's tough right now. I know things are going wrong in America. But if we, if we need to pray, we have a need to pray. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 and 15, it says, If my people, say that with me, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, I want to say it again, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I want to read it again. If my people, that's you and I, that's this broadcast, my prayer partners, my prayer warriors, and Gospel of Faith Church. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And he says, and then will I heal their land. In verse 15, now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. God wants to heal America. God wants to heal the world. He has his eyes opened and his ears attend unto our prayers that is made in this place. Church, members of this broadcast, prayer partners and prayer warriors all around the world. I feel led by the Holy Ghost to begin a new series about prayer and fasting. I've been feeling this for weeks now, for months, but I wanted to make sure that it, was, it wasn't just me. I wanted to make sure that this, this, this word has come from God. You know, I've taught the topics of prayer and fasting, but this is different. 
There's an urgent need in this broadcast and in the church, all churches, to return to a time of prayer. With what we see going on in America today and around the world, it is important that we have a call to action, a call to prayer. Like 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 and 15 says, When my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, say it with me, and pray, hallelujah, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. What's going on in America today? It's certainly wicked ways. Then will he hear from heaven and will forgive our, our sin and will heal our land. There always has been and always will be a need. But right now there is a special and an immediate need to get a hold of God like we've never had before. There are things happening in the spirit realm that we cannot see and we cannot understand because we haven't been on our knees long enough. <coughs> Excuse me. We are fighting in the flesh. And when I went to God in prayer, God is saying, no, this is not a fleshly fight. This is a spiritual fight. This is a supernatural spiritual fight. God is saying it is not by might, it is not by power, but is by my spirit, saith the Lord. Glory to God. There are some of you who find yourself in situations where you don't know what to do. God just wants you back on your knees, getting us closer to him, closer than we've ever been before. So he can use us in ways that, 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 that we've never been used before. Hallelujah. Now, I want to serve notice to all of us today here on this broadcast and at Gospel of Faith Church and, and churches around the world that God is calling his church back to the apostolic prayer and fasting. It is not just this pastor calling you, but it is God calling you. God is calling us into action. God is calling us back to prayer. We are in the last days. And God is calling his church home. And there are some here today that are listening within the sound of my voice that are not ready. We need to pray. There are those who are, who are facing things right now that will determine your eternity. You are listening into the sound of my voice. And you are going to spend eternity somewhere. Will it be heaven or will it be hell? We need to pray for you right now. There are families and relationships in our church, uh, in your church, Pastor, that are being attacked right now. You need to pray. We need to pray right now. Our young people and our children are facing things that I never had to face. You never had to face as a child. We need to pray for them right now. Our evangelism efforts have hit rock bottom in our communities like never before, in Portland, in Seattle, in San Diego, all around the world. But the enemy is fighting like never before. We need to pray. We need to pray for a spiritual breakthrough. Glory to God. The spirit of this world and this generation is creeping into the church unaware. We need to pray. We have many that need breakthrough of the Holy Ghost in their lives. We need to pray for them right now. We have many that need a breakthrough of the Holy Spirit in their lives. We need to pray for them right now.
It's not only the needs that we need to pray about, but God just wants to know that you care about him. We need to pray. God wants to know that you are with him. We need to pray. God wants to know that you are thankful for the blessings that he's given you. We need to pray. God just wants to hear your voice more often. We need to pray. Somebody ought to be backing me up today by shouting amen from your living room, from your kitchen, from your vehicle. Wherever you are sitting or standing, you need to shout amen so that God can hear you. Let us pray today. The church needs to pray like they've never prayed before. You need to clap your hands if you believe that today. Hallelujah. There are too many of us who are eating of the tree of life on Sunday only, but eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil on Monday, Tuesday, and every other day of the week. It has been said that prayer is not a preparation for battle, but prayer is the battle in today's churches. Any soldier in the battle knows that the battle comes all hours of the day and all days of the week. God is calling the church that is the battle proven. He wants a, a church that is battle proven. God is calling the church that is battle tested. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violence takes it by force. The church that only fights on Sunday morning will not be a part of God's church in heaven. We fight this fight by praying seven days a week, not twenty-four hour, uh, not and twenty-four hours a day. That's the church God wants to call. I want to talk about this a little while this morning. This is pretty basic stuff, but we need to hear it today. There are some who are confused about how often we need to pray. There are those who feel that once a day is enough. There are some that like to pray many times a day. What does the Bible say about this? The first scripture that comes to my mind today is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, pray. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Say that with me. Pray without ceasing. Glory to God. We're to pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. I can remember my mother telling me that. Pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that all of you ever do is pray, but your prayers are ongoing all the time. Your prayers are continually on your mind and your heart and being offered to God. Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, verse 36, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. How is it possible to pray always? In some of the religious world uh, of the world, even Christianity, there is what is called the daily office. This refers to the time of prayer each day. Some teach that daily office is seven times a day, at six, nine, twelve, three, six, nine, and twelve. The Muslims pray five times each and every day, dawn, noon, afternoon, sunset, and nightfall. When I was in the army and in stationed in Jerusalem, the call to prayer was heard all over the city, five times each and every day. These people set aside these times whenever they might happen to be and pray. It's their custom. It's their lifestyle. Are we called to pray seven times a day or five times a day? Some of you are looking at me like I'm absolutely crazy. Pastor is, is not going to ask me to pray five or seven times a day. No, I'm not going to ask you to pray that often. But I am going to ask you to pray at our 11 o'clock time each day. Our communication with God, our relationship with God, our connection with God. Let me ask you this. How many times a day do you talk to your spouse, to your children, to your parents? Quite a few, isn't it? Probably a lot more than five or seven times, or at least it should be. When I get up in the morning, I talk to God for a few minutes. I'm on my way out 
for my day, and I feel good about my day. Then I say my 11 o'clock prayer, praying uh, for the broadcast and the salvation of the lost and for the church and all here in the church and all that are on our prayer list. Yes, I have a list of everybody that comes to Gospel of Faith Church and all those in the broadcast, my prayer partners, my prayer warriors. And I have a list of those that need healing. Then I pray over the dinner meal and again the close of the day. And many, I'll pray for those who are, uh, need prayer and counseling. Otherwise, the questions are coming. The Bible says that we need, uh, we are the pride of Christ. And when we get up in the morning and pray over the three-minute prayer, and then, then we are done for the day, how do you think that makes Jesus feel? Probably about the same as it makes your spouse or your loved ones feel. Probably the same way it makes you feel when you get the silent treatment. Now, I'm not finished with this analogy. That's, that was only one day. Imagine if that was Monday. On Tuesday, you do the same thing. You talk to your wife for a few minutes, say your goodbye, and then you, you're done. No more conversation for the rest of the day. Maybe a few words, good night. But the rest of the day, you don't talk to her or him. In fact, a few times, your loved one may call you out, what is wrong? But you don't answer. So they text you tell you that they love you, but you don't respond. You come home and they're waiting at the door for you to find out what happened. And you say, I don't want to talk about it right now. Then you go to bed, get up the next morning, say your goodbyes. And your, your spouse or your loved one is saying, we need to talk. But you say, we'll talk later. And you set yourself up for another day of silence, more calls, more texts you ignore. When you get home, you find the word from your spouse or your loved one on your desk, but you don't read it. Is anyone getting the picture here? We are only three days into the scene from Sunday when everything was fine. And now your spouse, your loved one is fixing to leave you and you can't figure out why. My point in today is this, that we would never do anything like this to our loved one unless we wanted a divorce. We wouldn't even let go for one day, much less three or four. Why, that would be absolutely crazy, insane. Yet many of us are guilty of treating our groom, Jesus Christ, just like that. Not one day, not two days, not three days, but a week. But six days a week. For six days a week, we get up and have two or two-minute conversation with God. Sometimes, for six days a week, we might talk to Him for a few minutes before we go to bed. And we call that a relationship with God? Then a Sunday comes around and we go to church with arms raised and hands out, wondering why God isn't giving us everything that we ask for. It's because God figured you didn't need or want anything, much less need anything from him all week long. So why now, all of a sudden on Sunday, do you expect God to give you everything you want? In fact, God is shocked that you're even having this conversation with him on Sunday. Where did that come from anyway? We are so lucky that God is a God of mercy and grace. We are so lucky that God is not willing that anyone should perish. We need a revelation of relationship today. That's what we need, a revelation of a relationship with God. That's why Paul said, pray without ceasing. Every time you get a chance, talk to God. But also, don't forget to listen to God. That's why Jesus said, pray always, in constant communication with God. So how often should we pray? Always. We definitely know from Scripture that there were certain hours of prayer practiced by the early church. In Acts chapter 2, they were praying at the third hour of the day, which is really 9 o'clock in the morning for us. In Acts chapter 2.15, For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. In Acts 10, Peter prayed at the sixth hour, which is noon for us. 
Acts chapter 10, verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went upon the housetop and prayed the sixth hour. In Acts 3, Peter and John went to pray in the ninth hour, which is three in the afternoon for us. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of the prayer, being the ninth hour. What I get from this is all day, every day, the early church prayed to the Lord. Morning, noon, and night. They talked to him any chance they had. They called him by name. They prayed in homes. They prayed in the temple at the hour of prayer, which, by the way, is what we should do a couple times a week. But they prayed more than that. They prayed on the street at nine. They prayed on the housetops at noon. They prayed while they were work. They prayed while they finished. They prayed always. King David said, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry out aloud, and he shall hear my voice. David understood and knew how to get a hold of God by praying always. David knew that a constant prayer life was the key to meaningful relationship with God in Daniel 6 and 10. Now Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into the house and his windows being opened in the chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did aforetime. Daniel knew how to get a hold of God, constant relationship with him. This was his habit, his lifestyle. Three times a day, he got down on his knee to pray and give thanks. We ought to pray it over the course of the entire day, morning, noon, and night. I understand that we all have work hours. I am not saying that you should get down on your knees when you are at being paid to do something else. But when you get a chance, pray while you are at work. Pray at the noontime meal on your breaks. I mean, I remember, you know, when we'd go to a restaurant, bow our heads, hold hands and pray over our noon meal. Even in a restaurant, we had people come up to us and say, it is so great to see a family pray over their meal publicly in a restaurant. People were astonished and they enjoyed coming over and putting their hands on our shoulders and saying, it's wonderful to see people pray in public again. That's wonderful. If you're the type that prays once a day for an extended period of time, I am sure that you are closer to God than most. But you can still give a few shouts out to God throughout the rest of the day. God loves to hear from his children. We should all have a time and a place for an open and extended conversation with the Lord our God every day. But at the same time, don't discount the short and sweet little prayers all throughout the day. God loves to hear from you all day long. It's like those short little texts you send to your sweetheart throughout the day. How does that make her or him feel? It makes her feel awesome, doesn't it? Send a few of those texts uh, Lord's way throughout the course of the day. Get into the Word during the prayer time and, and let the Lord talk to you through His words. Stop and listen to His voice and, and, and His leading throughout the day. It's going to make you feel good and it's going to make God feel good. I want you to understand today. There's a thing that we need to do in this church, and that's to get back to the prayer. I want you to understand this. There's a thing that, that really shakes up the devil. It's called a hell-shaking prayer. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where their, 
they were assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I'm going to say it again. And they spake the word of God with boldness. I trust and I hope that we as, as a broadcast, as a church of the living God can come to a place that when we pray, we pray with such supernatural power that it shakes the very environment and it shakes the very foundations of hell. In our scripture reading, the Bible tells us that when they prayed, the place was shaken. Gospel of Faith Church used to pray with that kind of power. Power over cancer, power over hearts, uh, power over the devil that, that cast out demons. There was such movement uh, of a force within this church uh, where they were praying. It was the, the reed being shaken by the wind. It was an answer that God was blessing and working in that church. And it put those prayers of the prophecies of Haggai. Haggai chapter 2 verse 7. And I will shake all nations and the desires of all the nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. From the assembly in the place of prayer, we find the answer to their prayers being fulfilled. In Acts chapter 4, verse 29, 31, and 33, And now the Lord behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they spoke thy word, and by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and thy signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with a boldness and with a great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. We see the results of a hell-shaking prayer in the life of Daniel. I'm telling you, church, today that if we return to that time of prayer, hell-shaking prayer here at this church and here upon this broadcast, we will see the miracles of a supernatural God come down upon this church, come down back onto America today, and we will see healings. We will see miracles happen again in America. And America, once again, will be the greatest nation on the face of this planet again in jesus name somebody shout amen and amen hallelujah 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 i'm speaking to someone out there today that does not know jesus christ as their lord and savior i'm speaking to somebody out there today who needs to accept jesus christ as their lord of lords and king of kings in their lifetime i want you to understand this today the devil's got a hold of you and he's not going to let go easily but I want you to know right now that if you'll come to the Lord, he may have a grip on you right now. He may have a grip and he may not want to let loose. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to ask you to say this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we're going to pray this hell-shaken prayer right now. You may have th this person that I'm speaking to in the sound of my voice right now. For some reason, you tuned into this broadcast. Uh, you may have you may have lived like hell, and you may be thinking you're going to hell. But right now, God has tuned you into this broadcast for a purpose. Uh, you do not. I repeat, you do not have to follow Satan down to the pits of hell. You can say this prayer with me tonight and you can be saved. You can be saved. You may have followed him to the to the guttermost, but I'm telling you right now, if you say this prayer, you will be going to the uttermost, all the way to the uppermost with the Lord of Lords and King of Kings today. You say to me, Pastor, I've done too much. 
I've gone too far to come back. You have not gone too far to come back because when you say this prayer, Jesus Christ is going to wash you clean and whiter than snow with his blood. That crimson blood of Jesus Christ will save you. He will save you and he will wash you clean and he will give you a new name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Right now, if you will just repeat this sinner's prayer with me, you will be saved. Your life will spend eternity in heaven with God as one of his children. Right now, if you've never had the opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ, there's some things you must do. One, you must confess your sins before God. Two, you must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for those sins and paid the price, and that he rose again on the third day. He rose from the dead and that he will take those sins away. And you must invite him in. Once you confess your sins before God, he will come and Jesus will take those sins from you. And you must confess and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. Now, if you can believe that sincerely by faith, say this prayer with me tonight. Dear Lord Jesus, say it with me now. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for you to forgive my sins. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. That means I'm not going to sin again. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, change my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. My friend, if you prayed this prayer in sincere faith, I invite you to email me at spiritualawareness, all one word, spiritualawareness777 at gmail.com and give me the date that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I want to congratulate you and welcome you to the family of God. Praise the Lord. And I want to welcome those that said that prayer to the family of God. Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verse 6. By grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. You know, I want to thank everybody who supports this ministry. We have a special offer going on right now. For those who can, um, if you go to the website, if you're on Spotify or one of those, um, you hear the sermon, but you never get to see what the offerings are that we have. If you go to 
uh, spiritualawareness.net, you will see uh, some of the offers that we have on t-shirts. But we also have a large print wide margin uh, study Bible. Um, we're asking a donation of $100. Uh, it's a beautiful Bible. It has all the uh, books are have tabs on them for easy reference. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, black um, uh, imitation leather Bible. Uh, it's, it's a larger Bible. It's, it's a good study Bible. I use it myself when I'm preaching uh, because it has the tabs. It's a really good reference Bible. You just grab the tab and, and all the books are marked. Uh, maps are marked in it. Um, so it, it's, it's a good buy. It's a $100 donation fee. You can just go on there, go on to the... Uh, uh, you can email me. Let me know you've, you've uh, made, a, made the donation on the... Uh, uh, you can just make it under uh, PayPal. Uh, if you don't have PayPal, you can just go on. You can go ahead and use the PayPal, but just put donate, uh, donate now, and you don't have to put PayPal. You just go into PayPal, but you put donate now, and you don't have to sign up for PayPal. And then uh, email me and let me know that you know your name is in there with your name, your your address uh, on the email, and show me that you did donate. And it'll show up under PayPal, your name, so I'll, I'll know. And um, put your initials in there because it has engraved spiritual awareness and then it has a spot for initials. And it'll put your initials in there uh, right behind spiritual awareness. Uh, it's, it, it helps keep us on the air. Uh, it's tough to pay the um, production costs to keep us on the air. So uh, with that, um, I hope that you enjoy our messages that we bring you. Uh, we do it twice a week on Sunday and on Wednesday. This series uh, will air on the 30th of August, and then it'll also be again on, it'll be changed up a little bit. It'll also be uh, in September um, on the Wednesday night. So with that, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you. Um, until we meet again, God bless you.